just when I was about to yell at Kevin Spacey for there being no bag boys at my local Safeway this morning. The Trump Russia investigation has brought us three arrests and a plea deal to date, but none for the actual Trump Russia collusion scandal. What's going on? And will it lead to more arrests relating to Trump? I'll try and answer these questions and more on the Socially Corrupt Podcast. Coming up next. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Mueller Monday. Today, there were two arrested in the Trump-Russia investigation, and news of a third who already pleaded guilty tied to the Mueller investigation. Paul Manafort and Rick Gates were both arrested, or rather turned themselves in, and George Papadopoulos pleaded guilty to lying to the feds. But only one of these is actually Russia-Trump-linked, and the other two are Ukrainian-linked with a pro-Russia tie. But none of this comes close to touching Trump. So where are we at? So let's start with the timeline. May 17th, Mueller was appointed by Trump. So let's stop here for a minute. Seems kind of sketchy to me. Mueller was appointed against the witches of Trump's closest allies. This was a man who was the director of the FBI for about four years of Obama's administration, who worked pretty well with Obama's administration. So why? Was it because they believed that they had something on Mueller that they could control him with? Or was it because they knew that they did nothing illegal? Or in the least, nothing illegal that they did could be found or proven. So it didn't matter who they brought in and this was just a good look for him. Or was there some type of a deal struck? Nonetheless, it was a strange choice, but whatever. Let's move on. About a month later, June 14th, Mueller starts investigating Trump. Five days later, Trump warned Mueller not to look into his finances, but the next day Mueller starts looking into his finances, looking at items stemming from 2008 to 2013. My guess is he's seeing if he could establish a certain financial connection between Trump and Manafort, or Gates, or Trump and the Russian investigation tie. But it does seem strange, nonetheless. I'm guessing that Trump knew that he was going to have his finances investigated. You can't just go and turn around and do that. Most of the time, the people who are being investigated figure it out, whether it's through warrants or warnings or snitches or whatnot. So that's most likely why he sent that tweet out. And then the very next day, Mueller looks into his finances because Mueller was already planning on looking into his finances. You see, it looks like these things are stemming from before Trump was in office before Trump was planning on running for office. So it looks like he's trying to find something through the Russian investigation tie because he can't find anything solid in the Russian investigation, which is fine. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care how you find the the evidence. You can find evidence against a dirty politician, then by all means, please do it. So a week later, the FBI serves a warrant for Paul Manafort's home, leaving with a bunch of records. On August 5th, Mueller gets a grand jury moving forward. Things are silent for about a month until it's announced on October 5th that Mueller is looking at the Steele dossier. Now, for those who don't know what the Steele dossier is, it's a dossier that links Trump's associates and relatives to Russia. Not so much Trump himself. And please note, 
that most likely all of it's true or close to being true, nearly none of it has been proven. And it's a completely unverified, invalid document at this point, unless things on it are proven. And that's kind of where George Papadopoulos comes in. You know, he was able to somehow show the FBI or Robert Mueller proof that some of this was absolutely true because he chose to plead guilty to lying about it. So we move on. On October 13th, Mueller interviews Rince Priebus. And October 17th, Mueller interviews Sean Spicer, neither of which are part of the Trump organization anymore. On October 27th, about 10 days later, the first charges filed were leaked to CNN by Mueller's office, which is another huge question that you always have to ask. No matter what side you're on, why are these things getting leaked? What's the advantage for Mueller to be leaking this information to CNN? Now, CNN's going to catch a lot of eyes, and they're going to run with it for sure. It's just the motive behind it. What's motivating them to want to do this? What motivated Comey to do the same thing? But regardless, we move on to October 30th. Paul Manafort, Rick Gates turn themselves in. They get arrested. They plead not guilty to 12 counts. And we find that George Papadopoulos has claimed guilt for lying to the feds about meeting with the Russians. And he's been working with Mueller since approximately July. Now, Gates and Manafort are being charged with conspiracy against the United States for not reporting foreign bank activity, money laundering, failing to register as a foreign agent for the Ukraine, making false statements about being foreign agents, tax fraud, false statements to the DOJ, and seven counts of bank fraud. Now, what's happening is, is these two, Mr. Gates and Manafort, are alleged to be agents for the Ukraine. They never documented it as they should have. And then they took the tens of millions of dollars that they were paid to be these agents, and they laundered that money. This has nothing to do with Trump Russia. We have to make that very clear. This is something that was found that happened previous to Trump Russia with no ties to it at this point. See, if Mueller had something on Trump, he wouldn't have nailed Trump. But he doesn't have anything on Trump yet. So, if that's what your angle is, don't get your hopes up quite yet. Now, I can't reiterate enough, if Trump is guilty, if he's done something wrong, then he needs to go down for it. I'm not a Trump supporter. But I still need to give everybody the benefit of the doubt until the proof comes in. And there's absolutely no proof And Mueller has no proof, because again, if he did, he would have nailed Trump. Now he's trying to gain proof, and he may have an angle. He may have a line to get to Trump at this point, through Papadopoulos or Manafort or whatnot. But as I sit here now, he has nothing on Trump that could be proven in a court of law. So although it's still being denied by the White House, it seems to be becoming more and more evident that The Trump administration, or at least parts of it, has colluded with the Russian powers to try and obtain dirt on Hillary Clinton during the election. Now, these are all the WikiLeaks emails that came through from the Clinton administration that this whole thing revolves around. And they're trying to figure out how did they get them and did they they obtain them illegally? 
So you can see that the Ukrainian agent thing has nothing to do with the Hillary Clinton emails. But good for Mueller for nailing these guys for it. And I hope he can nail more people on it. I hope that he can find other links to get them, whether it has to do with Russia or not. It's the fact that he's taking out bad people for our system that makes it so good. No matter what side you're on, you should be behind him 100% if he's nailing people and he has obtainable proof that they're doing the wrong things that he's claiming that they're doing. But so far, whatever collusion that was agreed upon, there has been nothing illegal about it found, even to this day. And it's not illegal to, con to collude, at least not in this case. Although it absolutely should be, it's not. See, first there needs to be evidence that something was given in exchange for releasing the information that the Russians had. A money or a service or a promise. Then we have to prove that Trump actually knew about it. Or that money was spent by Russia on the U.S. election, which we know it was. Google came out today, as a matter of fact, and said over 120 million people viewed the advertisements by Russian powers through their websites. And we need to know if Trump and his team coordinated those or assisted with it in any way. But asking about if you have dirt on somebody, which George Papadopoulos did, or trying to negotiate for it, which possibly George Papadopoulos did, or if Manafort gets funneled money to Trump or anyone else involved, it, you know, it's not going to bring any charges. So, you know, if this isn't Russian tide, then how did this come to be? And, and we're not absolutely sure, but they're following the money trails. And, and that's, that's how they found that the pair worked for the government of Ukraine from at least 2006 to 2015. But again, didn't register as lobbyists for a foreign government as required by law. And then they hid the tens of millions of dollars they were paid. And then they laundered the money through tons of foreign corporations and bank accounts, at least according to this indictment. So that's why they're done for. So what are the other people? What about Mike Flynn? Well, he'll probably be next. As he can be tied into the exact same type of activities. And it's possible that Podesta, Tony Podesta, is next, as he stepped down from his lobbyist job today. And Mueller needs to prove that he can be unbiased in this case after working with Obama for four years. Who knows if he can? But both have shown signs that they're going down next. And so that would be my guess, just looking at what's going on around. Now, Manafort ran Trump's campaign through August of 2016 when he he was fired amid the news that about his past lobbying work. Seemed like Trump didn't stick with him very long. He probably figured out what happened. He knew he had to separate from him. And then after that, he was still looking for advice and counsel from Manafort until both Manafort and Trump's lawyers said, knock it off, you two. You're not allowed to play with each other anymore. And Flynn was sketchy from the start. Trump liked him as well. And Obama warned Trump against him. But Flynn was only staffed for 23 days and then resigned right after the Russian ties emerged. Trump knew how sketchy both of these guys were. 
but they were some of his best candidates for who was out there and actually willing to work with Trump. We have to remember, <laughs> Trump's dug himself such a hole that there aren't a whole lot of people that are willing to work with him that have the experience that he needs or that at least he looks for. But he knew about him for sure. I think that they were just some of the best people that he had availability to. But who knows? Again, this is so much speculation. And the podcast will probably be pretty short today because it is speculation. Anybody in this situation right now, unless you hear it from the horse's mouth, you have more questions than you do answers. There aren't very many answers out there. You can speculate which way this investigation is leading. Is it leading to Podesta? Is it leading to Clinton? Yeah, it's probably not leading to Clinton, just like it's probably not leading to Trump. But it's a leading to a lot of players in between the two. And that's great because these are the guidance. You know, these people are the ones who guide the candidates. They're the ones who guide Hillary Clinton. They're the ones who guide Trump. Both Clinton and Trump, although Clinton more knowledgeable, more scary in my opinion, but more knowledgeable, she needs a lot of help. And it's not because she's a woman. And it's not because she's old. It's because there are so many things that you need to know. To be in this position, you can't remember all of them. You have to speak the right way. I'd be a horrible, a horrible presidential candidate. You have to do the right things. You have to be guided by a lot of people, making sure everything is going exactly to plan. And so a lot of these people are the ones who are going to get nailed if, if there's more of this. But it's not over yet. It's just the beginning of the end. But it's not over yet. We have yet to know who may be brought up on charges next, if anyone. But Flynn and Podesta, Podesta, Podesta are most likely, along with maybe a few other smaller types like the George Papadopoulos. But I don't think it's going to lead to Clinton. I don't think it's going to lead to Trump. It's not going to lead to Obama. I'm sure Obama did some some sketchy shit too, but he's he's a smart man. He he knows how to handle this stuff, and I. I don't give Trump half as much credit as I would give Obama, and I don't give Obama half as much credit as the average person would. But I think Trump knows enough to do everything in proxy in this situation. He was guided. These people guide him. They know. They know what's legal and what's not. So Trump is most likely knowledgeable of the whole thing from start to finish. But he's probably smart enough to keep his hands and name out of it. Let it all be done by proxy. So if Trump goes down, just as, I, as I've always stated, it, it won't be because of Russia. Now, it may very well be because of something that was found during the Russian investigation. That's an absolute possibility. It's a small possibility, but it's a possibility nonetheless. But I don't think Russia is going to get him. So if you're looking for Trump in handcuffs or on house arrest, it's doubtful to happen from the Mueller investigation. It seems to have turned into a pro-Russia, Ukrainian involvement type situation. But not a Trump-Russia thing. But we'll see. Like I said, it's all speculation. It's, it's so hard to gather the truth. Because you have so many people that are just acting not, not as they should. But it's still cleaning up Washington. And it's a great step. But there are still so many more questions 
I mean, was this thing all a sham just put together by Trump and Mueller to close up the loose ends and to move away from the Russia talk? I mean, I know it sounds conspiracy theorist-like, but if the investigation ends very soon, as the White House says it will today, who the White House has no idea when it will end, then yeah, it very well could have been a whole sham just to put this thing behind them and shut up 200 million people. Because when you have 200 million people yelling at you, you need to go to these types of lengths to get things done like that so you can move on to business and and stop allowing this to be such a big distraction. Because when Trump Russians is up in the air, Trump loses sponsorships, he loses business deals, he loses he loses a lot of face. Now you can argue, well, he has no none left, he's already lost it, but He's still the president. He still garnishes respect from from lots of people and lots of organizations. He's lost my respect. And he never had hundreds of millions of other people's respect. But I gave him an opportunity at least. But it very well could be. But if it goes on and goes on, then no, it's not a sham. Mueller's really trying to get to the bottom of everything and trying to nail as many people as he can while he has the opportunity to. And good for him. More power to him. And why did Mueller's office leak to CNN? Who knows? You know, he obviously has an agenda. And time is going to tell exactly what that agenda is. I mean, Mueller's sketchy as well. Let's not forget, you go into his past. And I'm trying to stay out of the Uranium One talks. Because it's really hard to tell how much of that, just like the Steele dossier, is fabricated and not fabricated. But time's going to tell. Time's going to tell why Mueller leaked to CNN and, and the reasoning behind it. And how long is this going to go on for? Who knows? <laughs> Time will tell. Just like the other question. It's, it's too hard to tell at this point. There has been no signs of it coming to an end. But like I said before, it looks like it's the beginning of the end. He moved fast on this. If I'm not mistaken, it took Watergate about two years for investigating. And this just took months. So it very well may, may be that he found everything he needed to find, and he hit the dead ends that he knew he couldn't get past. And so he's taking what he can at this point. But we'll see. Time will tell. And will these arrests open up evidence for more arrests? And who would be arrested? It's possible that Flynn or Podesta, it's possible that Montefort or Gates turns on somebody. But who are they going to turn on that's bigger than them at this point? They'd have to turn on Trump. They'd have to turn on Russia. And I don't know about you, but I would not turn on the one man who could probably kill me and, and get away with it or who could pardon me in Trump. And I definitely wouldn't fuck with Russia. Right? Like when they kill people, they send a message. You know, they, they kill you slowly for 10 to 14 days with radiation poisoning. What a horrible way to go. And believe me, Manafort knows this. He's probably seen it. He very well may be a part of it, for all we know. But we won't get that deep into it. I'm just saying, he, he's, he's aware of the possible repercussions if he throws anybody above him under the bus and i don't think manafort's gonna squeal i don't think gates is gonna squeal 
And I don't think that they gave George Papadopoulos enough information for him to do too much damage. Now, I could be wrong. Again, this is all speculation. I, I wasn't there. I have no idea. But chances are, being that Russia thought that Papadopoulos was a huge player and then later realized that he wasn't at all and, and kind of left him alone after that, from, from my understanding of reading up on all this, it tells me that Papadopoulos, you know, it's just like the military. You're only told what you need to know or what they think you need to know and nothing more. So Papadopoulos went off and went met with what he thought was Putin's niece. It turned out not to be. Talked about the Hillary Clinton emails and then moved on. But unless he paid for them, I don't think that Papadopoulos is going to know any other information much past that. You know, Podesta might open up. Flynn might open up. I don't know if Page would open up. And Jared Kutchner, he's not going against his father-in-law. At least I seriously doubt it. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see how far this current arrest and what Papadopoulos has as far as information goes from Mueller. But again, this is all speculation. So then we have to ask, why the hell was Roger Stone so loud on Twitter? And if you weren't privy to it, Roger Stone went off on Twitter. And Roger Stone went off on Don Lemon mostly on Twitter. And that's what ended up getting him banished from Twitter. It's not that he harassed him. It's not that Roger Stone harassed Don Lemon and called him names and cussed him out. But it was the very last tweet of Roger Stone's, which I don't have in front of me, but it basically said, Don Lemon needs to be confronted. And when you do that... It can be viewed as you telling your followers to go find Don Lemon and confront him. And because confronting can be taken at such an open value, whether that means punching Don Lemon in the face or whether that means yelling at him from across the street, you know, that's up to the people who are confronting that person. So it's left up to too much interpretation. And so Twitter had to ban Roger Stone for that, which is completely understandable. As entertaining as Roger Stone is on Twitter sometimes, it's absolutely understandable why he had to go because you, you can't you can't have your followers doing that. Even though that may not be exactly what he meant, it's still what came out and what was perceived. And we all should know by now perception is reality. And so how does he tie in? You know, Stone may go down too. He has the Russian links and he has the WikiLeaks links. So he's probably very nervous and honestly mad, which is why he went off in a fit of rage. Because if anybody can can be linked all together as one go-to guy, it's the guy who knows WikiLeaks and the guy who knows, you know, the high-powered Russian influencers. So he's probably very nervous. We'll see where that leads. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Roger Stone goes down. And Steve Bannon, he's been unusually quiet this whole time. So does he tie in at all? Eh, he probably doesn't tie in at all. I doubt that he ties into anything Ukrainian-linked. Because that was well before his time. He was doing something different. From what you would guess and understand. And he probably has nothing to do with Trump-Russia. Most likely, he's just being quiet and respectful. Because 
he still has alliance and allegiance with the president, at least so it seems. So, so we're made to understand and believe. And so he's probably not doing anything just to try not to be disrespectful, to try not to give away any information. And he very well may have been secretly interviewed, and if that was the case, then he can't most likely say anything anyway. But I don't think Bannon has, I don't think he has a horse in this race. <clears throat> so now we're on to Carter Page, who's a foreign policy advisor, or Jared Kushner. Could they go down? Maybe. Doubtful, but maybe. They were both interviewed. They both could have had a big hand in this. But again, it's all speculation until until warrants are served. So is there any possible way, please tell me, that this will end up leading back to Trump? Well, I don't know what to tell you. If Manafort is threatened enough with jail time, maybe he'll roll over, but we talked about that. It's going to be damn hard to roll over on Russia and Trump. And everybody else knows the exact same thing. So then what about Tony Podesta and the Dems do it too theory? Yeah, he resigned from his lobbying position today. It's possible that he goes down. Like before, you know, Mueller may want to show an unbiased just to be viewed as legit. And I think that I think Tony Podesta's actions show that he's going down. But I don't think it is going to go any further than Tony Podesta. I really don't. It may. But I think anybody who's just praying that it hits Clinton is you're just looking. You're looking in the wrong directions and you're viewing it, this whole situation the wrong way. It doesn't matter if they're on the side you voted for. If they're bad, you don't want them in there representing you. You don't want them representing your side, your beliefs. Unless these are your beliefs, which they shouldn't be. Collusion should never be anybody's belief for success and, and how to lead by example. So I don't think it's going to lead back to Trump. And I think the Podesta is going to go down. And I think it's going to make everybody mad. And it's going to make everybody happy because they got a little bit of what they wanted. But they didn't get the big fish. You know, they got their 17-inch trout, but they didn't get their 27-inch trout. So why doesn't Trump just fire Mueller? <laughs> because he can. Well, I'll tell you why. All hell will break loose. All hell will break loose. Trump stuck with this decision because he thought it would be possibly one of his best routes for success to clear his name. And he's going to stick with it. And if he doesn't, the that point will be the point when the Democrats break. And the Democrats will find a way to, at minimum, impeach him. Doesn't mean that he's got to leave. Doesn't mean he has to stop being president. But his next three and a half years, three and the third years, well, three years just about now, they're going to be hell. And I think that he's trying to escape that hell. And trying to get some work done. Now the work that he's getting done may be good or bad. I'm not saying, hey, leave him alone. He wants to get work done. Not not in the least. I'll say for the umpteenth time, if he did something wrong, get him out of there. But I think that's what this all ends up coming down to. He could fire Mueller. But then the Democrats are just going to push harder and harder. And harder and harder. 
and I don't care. As long as they're legit arrests that can stick with proof and evidence, I'm all for it. Publicly hang those fuckers. Make it a law first. But absolutely, any public official that commits any kind of treasonous or conspiratory act towards the United States should absolutely be hanged in a town hall meeting at a, at a some kind of popular center. So everybody can see it happen. And understand that we the people are tired of this nonsense. That you could bring in us these jackasses and give us no choice. I mean, this would be the best thing for me if Podesta goes down too. Because then I get to justify why both sides are so shitty. And why you shouldn't be attached to either side, but rather think for yourself. But I don't think it would matter. Because there are cases and cases and cases of Democrats and Republicans alike getting busted. I believe there may be over 200 public officials that have been arrested since 2007, last 10 years. 200 in the last 10 years. It's 20 a year, ladies and gentlemen. 20 shitty public officials a year get arrested. Now imagine the 120 that are still doing the wrong that aren't getting arrested. There aren't very many left after that. I mean, there are. There are a couple thousand. But regardless, it's too much. And it's happening from judges and, and, and other public officials. It's happening from police chiefs and fire chiefs. It's, it's happening from our politicians that we vote in, from the politicians' aides and assistants that we have no choice over. But it's just too much. And once again, as I've stressed on many podcasts, podcasts, sometimes the punishment needs to be much more harsh for people to stop pulling this bullshit. But I don't know if we'll ever get to there. But I am all for making laws to publicly for public hangings, especially for public officials. Look, if you're happy because bad people are being forced from our system, then that's awesome. You're thinking about it in the right manner. And if you're happy because it's the Republicans, well then fuck you. Because you're apparently broken too. This isn't about one side or the other. And I would say that about the Republicans if they said that for the Democrats. If it's just about the Democrats, well then fuck you. It should be about cleaning up the mess. I mean, it really is a swamp. I don't like using that term, but that's exactly what it is. It's about cleaning out the people in a broken system and then fixing the system. Because if you get all these broken people out of the system, you'll find that, the, that our system's still broken. But there's no way to prove that until you clean it up first. Because nobody's going to go changing the way that we, we live our lives if everything's good enough, Right? But today is not a bad day in any way. Even if you were hoping for more, it's still something and it's a beginning and he moved quickly on it. And you can't ask for much more than that as long as he put in his time and his diligence to this whole investigation. Then he's doing a hell of a job at this point, moving very rapidly. But unfortunately, there's still more questions than answers. And that's the hardest part about this whole situation is I wish I could answer all the questions that I have, but nobody can. 
Nobody's been able to answer any of these. Nobody, nobody knows for sure what direction that this investigation is going to. So if anything, I would tell you to take it one step at a time. You can read into it all you want because it is kind of fun. But don't take it seriously. Don't think that you know how this is going to go. And even, even if you got it right, I don't want to hear you say, I knew it because you didn't know it. You're just guessing and, and you hit it. You know, professional gamblers only run at a, well, at least sports bettors, run at a rate of somewhere between 53 and 56% success rate. And those 56 percenters are few and far between. I mean, you can probably count them all on one hand. Most likely, a professional sports better is getting about 535 to 54% of his picks or her picks correct. And these are professionals who make millions of dollars a year by only getting about 535 to 54% of their, of their bets right. And so don't for one second think that you with no true knowledge about the inside workings of how things go on are going to be able to claim that you knew it the whole time. You thought you knew it the whole time, but you truly didn't. This isn't a time to be a braggart. This isn't a time for I told you so. If anything, this is a time for Dems and Republicans to get together and be like, you know what, let's, let's stop this shit together. Let's clean up both of our sides and have a fair fight for once. But we all know what happens there. That never happens. That shit never happens. So, again, you know, unfortunately, there are still just more questions than answers. And that's where I'm going to have to leave you today with more questions. But hang on tight. Because the answers are, are coming. They're around the corner. And hopefully next time we'll have some more answers for you. But until next time, this has been the Socially Corrupt Podcast. I'm out. I'm out.